0: Let's turn in our Bibles to Mark chapter 6. As we continue uh, to walk through this, this gospel, this story of the good news of Jesus, the Son of God. As Mark, um, one of the close friends of the apostles and of the Lord Jesus himself, um, writes the, wrote these things for us so that we can see who Jesus is. This one that we're being asked by God to believe in. And he's given us all kinds of reasons to believe that Jesus is the Son of God that he said he is. And I use the present as much as I can. Sometimes I revert back to the past because these things did happen a long time ago. But I try to use the present because he's alive. He, we're, not, we're not talking about about someone who's, who's long gone. We're talking about somebody, even though he lived Two thousand years ago in this, on this earth that he's alive. And so we think of him, we, we worship him in the present because of his life. And I want to thank Mark Lilge uh, for carrying on in the Gospel of Mark while I was gone, um, and, and, and working through this amazing, um, story of the Lord Jesus walking on the water of the Sea of Galilee. Um, and, uh, and again, I'm so appreciative of Mark's, um, handling of the, of those passages and bringing us to where we are um this morning uh to verse uh need I need more light. So get it. All right. Verse fifty three. When they had crossed over after Jesus walked on the water, and he calmed the sea again. Mark six, fifty three When they had crossed over, they landed at Gennesaret. And anchored there. As soon as they got out of the boat, people recognized Jesus. They ran throughout that whole region and carried the sick on mats or whatever uh, to wherever they heard he was. And everywhere he went, into villages, towns, or countryside, they placed the sick in the marketplaces. They begged him to let them touch even the edge of his cloak. And all who touched him were healed. This short little summary of possibly weeks of activity kind of pales in comparison to what has just happened fed 5,000 people 5,000 men 10,000 people at least with just a few loaves of bread and and a couple of fish amazing then as the disciples are out on the water going across the sea of Galilee he catches up with them even though he wasn't with them in the boat he catches up with them as he's walking on the water amazing these are, these are two of the most dramatic moments in the ministry, in the life and ministry of the Lord Jesus. And then comes the part that we're on this morning. They finished the boat ride and they anchored Gennesaret. If you'd play or show the, uh, the slide of a map of the Sea of Galilee, it just so happens. <laughs> you knew this was coming. It just so happens that you see that little town of Tiberias right there? I lived in that town for three days just a couple of weeks ago. Amazing. Swam in that. I tried walking on it and I just, and I just swam. It it was great swimming. But you see the town of Gennesaret. It's not there anymore, but that whole region starting with Capernaum, which you can't quite see because of the red balloon, but the little dot of Capernaum is still, is there. It's not a town where people live anymore, but they're, they're doing the archaeology and, and, seeing the places. Go to the next slide and, um, you can, uh, this is the Sea of Galilee from, from our vantage point of Tiberius, and you can see about the eight miles across, uh, over to the other side and go to the next one. And this is the view from, from Capernaum. Looking back across to Magdala, And that tall cliff right there, just to the right of that, is the valley that Jesus would walk through, take him about three days as he came down from Nazareth to spend time down at Capernaum, and and eventually stopped going back to Nazareth, as we've read, because they didn't believe in him. And so he spent a lot of his time in this area between Capernaum, which we're looking at from here, and you can go to the next um, picture also, Um, that's... uh, us receiving some teaching right there on the Sea of Galilee at Capernaum. And, and then from there all the way down to Magdala where Mary Magdalene was from. All these, this whole area was known as Gennesaret. And this is where Jesus was. And you can show the next slide, which is an amazing picture of this is first century level. Now this is, this is the time of Jesus. That's one of the synagogues that Jesus taught in. All right, that that big the square behind the pillar back there is part of the podium that would have held the scroll that Jesus read passages like Isaiah 35 that we read this morning announcing his coming which is exactly what why Mark is recording these things so that we can read about them so that we can see that the one that was said to be coming to be, to bring salvation and to open the eyes of the blind and to, and to open the ears of the deaf and to and to cause the lame to walk and the mute to sing. That's where we read it, and we're reading it today, and we're remembering. It just from this little summary that we're looking at this morning, this very undramatic compared to the the, the huge work that he did with the speeding of the 5,000, with the, the walking on the sea. Here, as he as he taught in this area of Gennesaret, people were coming from everywhere, and what was he doing? Just what Isaiah said he would do. Even if they just touched his cloak. They were healed. Unlike what was happening with the disciples through those more dramatic miracles, the feeding of of that amazing crowd, and then Jesus walking on the water, they were they were struggling to believe. They were, they were having to overcome, as Mark preached on last week, they were, they were struggling to overcome this hardness of heart that they were conditioned with. But the people that believed heard about him being there and they brought the people that they thought specifically needed him. Now, they all needed him. They still, they still weren't getting a full picture of what was going on. They still weren't understanding everything that was happening. Because the people that were bringing the lame, the people that were bringing the blind and the, and the deaf and the mute, the people that were bringing them to touch Jesus or to be touched by Him, to be healed, they needed His touch just as much as the, the handicap that they were bringing to Him. The special needs that they were bringing to Him. They needed Him just as much. They all needed Him. We all need Him. But I'm so thankful this morning that Mark, inspired by God himself, to write these things down. These accounts of the apostles, especially of the apostle Peter, to write these things down. So that we can look back at it. And I want to I thank a lot of you have been to have been to these places that I just showed the pictures of. Before, and 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 I want to thank you uh, for you know you know going before us. How many of you have been there before? Raise your hand up high so we can see. Yeah, a good number of people. And some of you from the south, uh, Shira, could you show me that? Throw me that pink shirt. Some of you from the south have set the stage because this is what's on sale now in Jerusalem. Shalom, y'all. Yeah. I I wasn't the first guy to show up in this gear and and with with this talk. People have gone before us, and so they're, they're ready for us. But the people there, while they're making money off of us going to see these things, they still need him. It's 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 not, you know, Disneyland in the desert. They still need him. The descendants of the people that of Gennesaret who were bringing the sick to Jesus, they these those descendants they need him too today. You'll see if those of you that that are part of the prayer the prayer meeting. And look at, and use the prayer list from the, from the newsletter on a weekly basis. You'll see a list under, under our name now, another, another person named Ronnie. He was our, our Hebrew guide. Um, you know, our, our, our tour director, many of you have met, uh, Murray Tillis. He's led our, our Seder, um, suppers during Passover numerous times here at Midway. And he was our, our, our main director, but he also has a, a sidekick. Uh, a Hebrew guide who knows the area, who knows the Bible, who knows how all these things fit together. He knows everything about Jesus. And as we were standing in front of the Holocaust memorial, he said, I want to believe like you do. And then he pointed to the memorial, which was going to show us all these horrific things that happened to the Jewish people during the time of the Holocaust. He said, and I look at that, and I say, where's God? And he can't believe. And he's not alone. You know people here like that. that can't believe because they can't believe that God would let or make happen some of the things that have happened in their lives or to the people of their lives. But that doesn't stop the fact, doesn't doesn't keep the fact from being true that Ronnie, like the people that were bringing these sick people and the sick people themselves, Ronnie needs Jesus. Whether he can believe today or not, he needs Jesus. And I promised him that we'd be praying for him. And we will. Just like we pray for others of our friends and acquaintances and family members who haven't gotten over the hump, who still can't believe. And some of them want to, like Ronnie says, I want to, but I can't, he can't make that go away. And the fact is, that's not going to go away. He's going to have to believe in spite of that. Because we do we know about that we know about the, the horrific things that have happened to our families or to or to, our, to us or to our people that we love we know all of those things those things are real and we can't just we just we can't just you know deny them and and make them go away no they're real but we believe anyway Because we believe in everything that Jesus came to do. These healings, and the, and the reason this little section is, is given here isn't just to, you know, to just keep the story going, just to fill in space. This is important stuff to help us answer the, the, the call to believe. The whole reason that Mark wrote this. Every piece of it is to help us Believe. And so when we read this, that Jesus came into this town or into this into this region and just as he was teaching, just healing and healing and healing, he was doing that to fulfill exactly what Isaiah said was happen, would happen so that those people who knew the word, which many of them did, many of them knew it by heart. That they would start putting two and two together and say, wait a minute. This is who Isaiah said was coming. This is him. This is him. I believe that. I believe this is the Savior. I believe that this is the Messiah. Not only do I believe and bring my friend, I believe I'm going to put my trust to him. I'm going to believe him that he will give me living water. I'm going to believe when he says that he will forgive me of my sins. As amazing as that is, to think that he knows every sin that I've committed. All of them. To the full extent of them. Not even in the way that I would describe them to kind of soften the blow a little bit. He knows the whole deal about everything about me. And he forgives me of all of it. And he has a plan. For every day of my life to use me somehow in the circumstances of that day, whether they're fun circumstances or horrific circumstances, he has a plan to somehow use those days, those moments, those hours, those interactions, those relationships to somehow shine for Him so that other people also will believe. It may be be getting to know someone like one of us that the reality of the Holocaust can, can be seen from a different perspective and our anger or confusion can be overcome so that we can believe. It may be, it may be getting to know someone like you that somebody can get over that or get through that or get past that or get on with that. Cause again, you can't erase it. It happened and lots more happened than that, but it may be someone like you sharing your story with somebody who's caught by something like that to help them get over that as the Lord, by the power of His Holy Spirit, draws that person or that family to faith. See, that's what that's what Jesus was dealing with. And He knew you know he knew that peter wasn't going to completely get it yet but well, peter eventually got it really well when we when we read what he wrote in first and second peter when we see the things that he did in the book of acts he got it you know the the, the one who often got the 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 statement from the lord oh you have little faith he got it there there came a time When he wasn't that little, that guy of little faith anymore. He kept growing and growing and growing in his walk with the Lord and his knowledge of the Word of God. Because remember, he had a, he had one, one kind of knowledge of the Word of God. Then he met Jesus. Then he saw the fulfillment of the Word. And, and then it all started changing. It all started coming to life. He started to get it. Just like all of the experiences that he had with Jesus over those three years. After Jesus rose from the dead and and after Jesus ascended and he gave him his Holy Spirit, all that stuff, all those stories, all those events started making sense. He started getting it. Jesus knew that. Just like Jesus knows where you're at in the process of growing and learning and increasing your faith and your witness, he knows where you're at. He's bringing you along just like he brought Peter and the others along, just like he's bringing these people who are bringing the people. Along, because it wasn't over just because their friend or their or their brother or sister or or mom or dad got healed from something. It wasn't that. That wasn't the end of it. That wasn't the whole purpose of this thing. Just to have a great healing season, you know, around Gennesaret while Jesus was there. It was that was a part of a bigger purpose and a, a bigger plan, and it all fits together. And the amazing thing is. Here we are 2,000 years later, you know, 6,000 miles or more away whatever it is, a long way away from there. We're still a part of this whole process that he started then. Just as much a part of the process as the people that were with him during those great moments of seeing 5,000 people be fed or or, or seeing Jesus walking on the water. Or seeing him calm the sea, or watch as people were brought up to, and they touched him, and they came in being carried on a mat, and they left carrying their mat. Seeing all that stuff, stuff that's happening around us in our lives, is just as real and just as in, as important. Because remember, the the healing part of it, that that wasn't the the final thing, that wasn't what it was all about. That was part of the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecies to help people believe. People like us. That's why it was written down for people like us. We didn't get to see it firsthand, but we get to read about it and that gives us what we need so that we can do the work that God requires. You remember what that work is? Believe. Believe in Jesus. That's the work. That doesn't mean now that we go on strike from all the other work that we do for the Lord, okay? No, don't do that. We just celebrated. Uh, I just got an email from Karen this week that our entire roster for our, our bed baby room is full. Now, we still need people to get on a rotation for subbing. So if you're thinking about doing it, it's not that full, okay? But it's full. We're, we're going there. That part of it's gone. So all of the positions in that respect of all of the different things that we've got going on around here are full. So I'm not saying go, go on strike because the work of God is to believe. No, believe and then, and then do this other stuff too to help other people believe and to increase our own faith. Because that's what happens when we do the other work. Oh, I felt. I felt for the people one of the places that they think could have been the place where Jesus was crucified and, and, and near there where he would have been buried. They've built this, this big church with Catholic and various types of Orthodox groups that use it and have it. And I felt for these thousands of people that were coming in there, and I knew exactly why they were there. You could see it. You could. They were. They were. There was this one place. They were rubbing their their towels and stuff on it, you know. Get trying to get that vibe off of it, so they could, so they could have a better life, and so they, so they could get closer to God, so that they could know God, so that maybe they could eventually somehow, if they did enough of this stuff, eventually get to heaven. Now, oh, they're just ruining this awesome spot. But that's what happens when people aren't taught the word of God properly and start thinking there's other things they have to do besides believing in the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved. Even Martin Luther caught himself as he was on his pilgrimage to Rome when he was still a priest. He was going up the steps that Peter went on. He was kissing each of the steps, kissing, hoping that he was eventually going to be saved. And and they started thinking about the word of god that he'd been reading and thought this doesn't feel like faith to me right said, the word of god says the righteous will live by faith he said this doesn't this doesn't seem like what that is and praise god he got over that and and began preaching the the message of justification or being made right with god by faith not by doing stuff like that not by doing good works by giving money you know, by serving in the nursery or teaching children or youth or or preaching sermons, you know, to congregations. None of those things make us right with God. But believing in Jesus makes us right with God. The Jesus that Mark is presenting here as fulfilling the Old Testament prophecy of Isaiah 35 in their very sight and now because of the word in our very sight. All for the purpose that we would believe. Because that's the work. To believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so if you believe, praise God. Praise God, you are right with God. And some of you think, how can you be so sure of that? You don't know me. Yes, I do. I don't have to know you to know you. Because I know me. You don't deserve it any more than I deserved it. Your sins are just as gross as my sins. And just as many as mine. And I know that if you believe, you're forgiven of those things. And you're changed from your core by the power of the Holy Spirit. And He will grow you and move you out of those things. And into the things that bring Him honor and glory. So that you can shine for Him, not only to bring Him personal honor, but also so that others can see what you're doing and also bring Him honor and glory by being made right with Him through believing in Him also, often as a result of hearing your story of how you believe. And that's it. You believe. He did all this stuff. You believe it. And you believe in Him. And He uses that faith to multiply and multiply and multiply and grow Until here we are, thousands of years later, thousands of miles away, worshiping him just as he intended us to do. Through the work of many thousands, even hundreds of thousands, even millions of believers who got the word to us. And he's continuing that on. I was thinking this morning as we were praising the Lord, and Dan was having Joy teach us some sign language. I was just thinking, what a privilege it is to be a part of a church that being a part of seeing this type of ministry, not just this sign language, because remember, there are all different kinds of sign languages around the world, and almost none of them have the Bible. That We're a part of a church where people are learning their, the Bible in their sign language. And they're going to be in eternity with some of these who were healed that, that during that little crusade in, in, in Gennesaret. They're going to be there just like we are and so many others. We get to be a part of all this stuff. This is amazing. This is what God has intended. That these would be the things that we, that we'd be involved in. That these would be the things that we're, that we're praying for and that we're about. The people of our lives. The people of this world in unreached situations like so many of the deaf of the world. We get to be a part of that. That's why God made us. That's why God saved us. To give him the glory and to multiply that glory as others also find out about the work of God. To believe in Jesus. Thank you, God, for inspiring Mark to write this little snippet about the ministry in Gennesaret so that we can believe again, see again, just like Isaiah said, long time before Jesus came, just like he said he was going to, he was going to heal and restore and save. Let's bow together for prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we want to thank you. Thank you for making the work that you require to believe in Jesus. You know how, how much some of us tried to do to add to that. To try to deserve it. To deserve your grace. To deserve your mercy. Which would have destroyed what grace and mercy are. We want to thank you. that the work you require is to believe in Jesus. And we want to thank you for giving us material, written material, eyewitness accounts of Jesus fulfilling the Old Testament prophecies, doing the work that only the Son of God could do to give us the grounds to believe. And we pray today for those that are here or online with us or within our families or workplaces or neighborhoods or wherever we know them from. And I think of Ronnie. People that we know, they're snagged on something, keeping them from believing. We pray that you'd unsnag them. That you'd draw them as you drew us that you use us and others like us to share our stories so that through your planned way of doing it they also will come to know you and bring you the glory that you deserve from their lives and then them also help others to believe along the way what a blessing to be a part of this and we thank you for your healing power. We're thankful for the times you've healed us. But we're also thankful that you're doing a lot more than that. When you're forgiveness of our sins and making us right with you so that we can spend eternity with you. Help us to grow in our belief in our faith. And use us, Father. Fill us with your spirit. Empower us to share it. And make us fruitful for your glory. In Jesus, the Son of God, we pray. Amen.